0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Noise Podcast as part of the Noise Podcast Network. Today's a big one. Um, me and Chris review the new Parkway Drive album Darker Still that is out on the 9th of September. Uh, we also discuss the band as a whole, a referendum on with the state of metal and going mainstream and music changes and all that good stuff. Plenty of, plenty of things to get you, um, your teeth stuck into. Um, please make sure you also listen to Chrissy's standalone review of the stroke and the path record that came out yesterday. I'm recording this link as of the second of September so it came out last night. On the 1st, we've also reviewed Megadeth's new album, The Sick, The Dying and the Dead. And before that, we reviewed Machina's album of Kingdom and Crown. So we've been really busy and there's loads of good stuff. Make sure you give us a like and subscribe, please, on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to the podcast on YouTube, drop us a like, maybe even add a comment to the music video. The reason that we ask is because any stuff like that really helps us in terms of um appearing in search engines appearing in youtube lists and spotify and all that type of stuff really helps us um grow our audience and keep giving our bullshit out to metal fans everywhere um so yeah follow us on all those relevant social medias listen to us on where you get your podcasts or view us on youtube thank you so much parkway drive darker still enjoy this
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 114 of the Noise Podcast, part of the Noise Podcast Network, and sponsored by Stereo Brown Records. I am your host, slash your boy, Chris Pugh, and as ever, I am joined by my very good friend and Mr. Cynical himself, Samuel Lewis. I say, as ever, although on the last episode, you weren't here, Sam, which was uh, terrifying and also sad for me. Uh, so I am glad to have you back again. How are we? We're well, we're well. I'm sure you did magnificently, though. I haven't had a chance to listen to the episode since
0: yesterday's recording, but... Um, with your radio experience, it must have been um, must have been fun to sort of step back into that role again.
1: It was it was fun. I, I did I did enjoy, it, but I did I did really miss having you there. I mean, I, I spoke for like twenty seven minutes. And I was like, God, I've gone on and on and on here, so I'm, I'm not sure the reception that's going to receive. But you, you know, started what? to feel sorry for the
0: kids you teach.
1: Yeah, yeah, massively. Uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. One of the main reasons why I missed having you there, as well as obviously just having the great back and forth that we have, but also I think it's an album that you'd really like. So when that al- when the new Stray album does land, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, but I am very, very glad, Sam, to have you here for this one. I don't think you'd have missed this episode. I- I'm curious what kind of event would have had to have taken place that would make you miss this episode. Perhaps Michael Jordan in your living room would make you miss this episode. <laughs> Not really sure what else would have made you miss than what we're going to talk about today. Uh,
0: yeah, it's touch and go. I think I'd have recorded this podcast
1: in a burning building if I needed to. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think
0: I've got, I think I've got 45 minutes before the
1: ceiling comes down. We're good. We're good. <laughs> that, that meme where the dog's there and everything's on fire is like, this is fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's absolutely fine. Like, weirdly, my internet would somehow hold up, but the fucking walls <laughs> would come crashing down around me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no version of this podcast where I'm not going to try and um, poke my nose into it without doubt.
1: Speaking of podcasts, we are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever you listen to a podcast. Me and Sam will be there, and the best way to support us is by liking slash subscribing, depending on whichever service you are using. And also, uh, the best way to help us in terms of spreading the word is to tell a friend about us. That is a great way to uh, get the the word out there about the Noise podcast. On our last episode, I did a solo review, which I was mentioning earlier, of the new Stray from the Path record, Euthanasia, uh, which did feel kind of strange, but the record. excellent, so it would be great if you could go out and check that review out as well. We've also done reviews lately on the new Megadeth record, The Sick, The Dying and The Dead, which is out as we record this day on the 2nd of September. Uh, We've also done a review on the new Machine Head album of Kingdom and Crown. And we've got other reviews, believe it or not, to come. Behemoth's new record as well as Slipknot's new record is in the pipeline for us as well. However, on today's record, today's record, today's episode, we'll be reviewing the new Parkway Drive record, Darker Still, I Have Things to say about it Uh, before we start saying things about it please follow us on twitter at noise podcast or at noise uk for the general website twitter handle sam should we go we should go we should go. Uh, Darker Still is Parkway Drive's seventh album, out on September 9th via Epitaph Records, and it's the follow-up to 2018's Reverence. Just curious on this, Sam. You know, i like, you know, I like to have a like contextual discussion with you before we actually start talking about the album. If Parkway Drive's career ended tomorrow, uh, how do you think they would be remembered? Um, not just in terms of metal, but maybe alternative music as a whole. How do you think they would be looked back upon? that's
0: interesting. Um they're probably considered one of the forefront metal bands of the of the current generation, aren't they? Um they're mm-hmm. probably definitely considered one of the um leading uh bands in modern metalcore. And I would say that they've um especially with their last album Reverence and headlining Bloodstock, I would say they've reached that just below Metallica competing with Machine Head, Lamb of God, Mastodon, Trivium kind of range. <laughs> And mm-hmm. probably, at the fr- probably at the front of that pack. So if you've got Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slipknot, probably is the big three. I know it's a big full rip-off, but there's the three biggest metal bands that can currently headline festivals. And then below them in the tier, you'd say maybe Bring Me the Horizon if they fancied it. And then the aforementioned bands. Parkway Drive and jostling near the front of that queue. And they're also um, probably my best bet to get in
1: to that next yep. Strata. Yep. In terms of modern metal... Would we consider are we at legendary status?
0: Uh, legend, uh, see, this is this is tough. I think, um, I might have to ring the hyperbole bell or like you know, those, um, you know, those memes with the, the horny dog, the bonk on the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have to get one of those just for you. And it's like, is this band one of the greatest on a bonk? No, I'm well, I'm asking to, the no.
1: question, I'm not oh, saying okay. my thoughts oh, yet. Right, I'm journal- asking the no, question, Journalistic,
0: journalistic privilege, fair enough um i don't think legendary is an appropriate phrase for them yet mm-hmm. um i think i think you can talk about deep blue on horizons as, as genre defining records but legendary implies that they've transcended and yeah. for me parkway Drive are a band that let's do the mom test has your mom heard of parkway drive has my mm. mom heard of parkway drive um has a per- as my dad who doesn't listen to metal uh to the extent that i do or we do heard of pocket popular- he's heard of slipknot you know but he's never yeah. heard of parkway drive have they transcended their genre have they appeared in popular culture i think legendary is tough legend but then again i'd consider cannibal corpse and slayer as legendary bands and maybe my mom wouldn't have heard of either of those two either so it's a tough one um i think in metal circles um there's a longevity thing too. They've not been around very long. In two decades, we're probably calling them like a legend. We're calling them metal legends if they continue on the same strata. They get attached that uh, moniker just because of age, really, more than anything. In the same way that Cannibal Corpse and and loads of other bands have done that over these carcass. But so for the real version of the term, sorry, this is long, such a long-winded explanation. No,
1: this is why I wanted to do this. This is why I wanted to ask you the question. It's
0: it's it's like I was I was thinking about I was thinking about it when I was doing a little bit of writing, like greatest. And legendary are words that go beyond just best, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. for example, who like Erling Haaland is probably the best goal scorer in the Premier League as of today. But the greatest goal scorer in the Premier League is Cristiano Ronaldo, despite the fact that he's currently on United's bench. Do you know what I mean? It's greatest, is transcendent, is legendary. Mike Tyson might be the best pound for pound boxer. Floyd Mayweather might be the best pound for pound. But Muhammad Ali's legendary. He's transcended. He goes beyond that. I don't think Parkway driver in that like transcendent. Um, level in the way that uh, Slipknot, Iron Maiden, Metallica, I think
1: are. I think that when if we're talking about legendary, you have to contextualize it. I think Parkway Mm -hmm. Drive are legendary within the confines of modern metalcore. I think they are the legendary modern metalcore band, yeah. No, within that context, within that that
0: small bubble, yeah, yeah, within
1: that sphere, yes. But when it becomes stretched out that's when I, I would then say that Parkway Driver not yet a legendary band. The same way as I would say Cannibal Corpse are a legendary death metal band, but yes. I, they're not a legendary metal band.
0: Absolutely. I, absolutely I love
1: Cannibal is- Corpse. They're great, but let's just let's call it what it is. They're not a legendary metal band. They're a legendary death metal band. The same way as, as we speak, Parkway Driver are a legendary modern metalcore band and they are making attempts to become something slightly more than that, uh, which we are going to get into Mm-hmm. I'm sure, in quite detail when we talk about this album. Uh, then, you know what, Sam? Let's do this bit. Um, what What would you say is your favourite Parkway Drive album? Deep Blue. Deep Blue. Yes, yeah, so I would also go with Deep Blue. I, I, I honestly don't think modern metalcore ever gets better than Deep Blue. You know, I think that's it. I think that's the ceiling and it, it just doesn't get topped. The same way as I was mentioning about Raining Blood. Raining Blood is the ceiling for thrash and I don't think it ever gets topped. I don't think Deep Blue ever gets topped for modern metalcore.
0: Yeah, like, um, that's the thing. I completely agree with you. If Metalcore en- metal ended at the end of 2010, it has never. It would have never been improved, even if it had continued. It's never gone yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, if thr- if no one brought out a Thrash Metal from 90- a thrash Metal album from like summer 1996 onwards, we haven't missed out on the best Thrash no. Metal album ever. Like it hasn't hasn't shifted. Um, it- here's the thing, as well for me, um, it's not close. It's not close. And it's it's so far in favour of Deep Blue that it almost skews every other Parkway Drive album to the yeah, point yeah. where the, all the albums are very good, but Deep Blue is so good. It almost makes you think in terms of a Metacore, meta-core thing, you, th- you start to think to yourself, are oh, Parkway Drive like one uh, one album band?" To the point, because this is so, so much better. But the other albums are great. Um, yeah. It's just that that is so good. It almost skews negatively upon everything else.
1: I think it's also worth mentioning, So much we haven't got to yet. Parkway Driver, also one of the best live bands of the last two decades. We, we've yeah. seen them four times. No, th- we've, I've seen them four times, three times with you, but you saw them once without me as well. So we've both seen That's them right. four times each. Um, right. Each one I have loved. Uh, but the one that really stands out, Sam, is when we saw them at Rock City in Nottingham. One of my favourite gigs ever that was. Tight, 1,500-people mm-hmm. venue. And it was... Terrifying. It was- <laughs> Yeah, it was it was something, man. That was a that was a gig and a half. But we've also seen them at Alexandra Palace, ten thousand people. Bloodstock, 10,000, 15,000 people. And ironically, as we've seen, Parkway Drive together, like from Rock City from the Oya tour, then Alexandra Palace from the Reverence tour, and Bloodstock from the Reverence tour. The stage production, the amount of people there just continues to increase, and the kind of Spectacle and the size that Parkway Drive bring with them continues to increase. Um, So I would also say that as well as mentioning Parkway Drive are the best modern metalcore band of their generation, as well as that, they're the best live band of it as well. Uh, they, I don't think I've seen many bands that are better than Parkway Drive live. They are really, really a special, special force live. That It's just, I mean, when we saw them at Bloodstock, we'd been waiting around for like a lot of the, a few of the bands that we wanted to see cancelled Like one of them being Code Orange. It was a bit of a slog of a day, to be fair, for those last remember- two or three hours because yeah, of the wind the and weather, stuff.
0: The weather cancelled some of the stages, didn't they? Do you remember that? We- Cried, I think it was Cradle Filth, was it? That we're going to Cradle Filth
1: got cancelled. Code Orange had cancelled a couple of weeks before the festival, so there was like a two or three hour block where the, where we were like, man, there really isn't anyone that we can see here because we were only there for the day, mm-hmm. and the wind wasn't great, and it was uh, it was a bit of a killer, to be fair. But then, soon as Parkway Drive started. It was it was like the rest of the day hadn't happened. Like it was, we were so Man. in it. There was so much fun. It was kicking off to the, such an amazing extent that it was almost like the rest of the day hadn't happened. And there's not really a many other live bands I can think of that carry that gravitas. I would agree. A lot gets made of the progression of Parkway Drive sound as well. And I feel like they almost get as much stick as Bring Me The Horizon got in that spell between That's The Spirit and Ammo. I feel like kind of, never no, it's just accepted that Bring Me The Horizon have become a just completely different beast and they'll flirt with metal when they want to, but now they're a rock band. And that's fine, by the way, because they're doing really, really well. And I'm happy to see that. But it, it does become kind of increasingly frustrating for me, the, the kind of verbiage that gets thrown at Parkway Drive. Because I feel like... If you are one of those that criticise the change in sound for Parkway, I feel like what you are kind of saying is, I wish you were more like August Burns Red. And, and August Burns Red are a great metalcore band, but that's all they'll ever be. They're never going to reach past the prominence of a 1,500 or 2,000-cap venue. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, by the way. That's that's amazing for them. But if Parkway wants stadiums, why on earth wouldn't they create music that's going to get them there? And metalcore's just not going to do that, is it?
0: No, no, it isn't. Um, I was in preparation is preparation for this. I was reading a sort of some bits around and I, I reread um a s a section of one of my favourite books is and justice for all truth about metallic. And the reason I read that is because it's the entire chapter about um load and reload and the decisions yeah. that they made and why it sounds so different. I'm not gonna dwell too much because it whatever, but the general point, the consensus that was made is that two decades had passed between 1995 and 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 and, and 1975 and, and they'd gone from being mid 20s in 1983 to sort of mid 30s after a divorce grown up as people and rather than looking at the music as a regression look them as look at the band members as people going through a progression and this is the same. this is the same thing with parkway um the alternative universe where parkway just do the August Burns red route to, as you describe, is that it's a series of steadily diminishing metalcore albums? Yeah, where the best albums have already happened. The best songs have already been written and it just is like a steady sort of slow decline like Slayer. No offense, apart from Christ illusion really from 1991 onwards seasons in the abyss. It is, I'm sorry. It is, it does um, go down a, a downward spiral. Um, not not massively, but gradually. Same with ACDC. Really, I've post back in black. MD um, A C D C albums are really listening to. Um, and and that that's just what happens. Um, so these these band members have progressed as people, they're older, they're less angry, they're less aggressive, they're not teenagers, they're not in their young 20s anymore. Um, anybody who is criticizing this band for changing their sound, wanting to stretch out, are also completely completely forgetting. That these are human beings, that these are people, that they make human being related decisions. If you're still feeling exactly the same things, making exactly the same decisions, and having exactly the same instincts that you were at 21, that you are at 31, I'm not entirely sure that's the best thing for you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like if you develop and you look for new experiences and you look for and you have new desires and things like that, why wouldn't that funnel towards your music? These have you know, Winston, Winston McCall probably doesn't want to do what he did in 2011, 15 times a night. He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't feel as enraged as he did then. Um, that's probably playing into it as well. Um, but coupled with that, from a more business standpoint, you're absolutely right. Um, Ban For bands to decide to release the, the, the same style of music overall is when they get to a point that they're happy with, and they're like, this will do. And this is the music we want to play. This is the audience we want to play to. This works for me. People do that all the time. People get into a comfortable job, a nice house, a contented relationship, and they're like, this is this is good for me, right? Loads of people do that. Loads of bands do that. That's fine. However, some people aren't built like that. Some people need to move jobs every five years to feel a challenge. Some people are always the, I need to build more. I, I, I look at the kitchen every six months and I want to do something else. They're like driven that way. Get up in the morning, they need to push themselves. It's a very hard life to lead but a lot of people are like that. Um, Parkway Drive are probably one of those bands that look to themselves and think about the revolving sound. It Bring Me The Rise and we're like that. Metallica, we're like that. And Sometimes it doesn't work out. It, you know what I mean? It just doesn't. Um, for every for every Parkway driver, there's Asking Alexandria that changed their sound drastically and didn't work out for them. That's okay. Um, for every Avenged Sevenfold, there's a whole host of bands that have tried tried to do that kind of route and it, and it hasn't worked out so well either. We were talking about how Wage War tried it, clearly got cold feet, realised it didn't go well and they've returned, sort of gone in a backwards direction to what they did before. That's fine too. But to sit here uh, as a critic as a Twitter personality, as a person who listens to this band and criticise them for wanting to do better for themselves, wanting to change as people, wanting to produce music that reflects who they are more personally, who the fuck am I to say anything? Who the fuck is anybody else say anything as well? And by the way, it's probably going to be quite successful. Like you're right. Just to go back to your initial point, they're never going to play Wembley arena playing deep blue ever. I wish, I wish that was the case. It would be great. It would be great. Just imagine the shining world where metal is the foremost music on the planet. That would just be wonderful. I just think we'd be a nicer group. But that isn't the case. You've got to play stadiums. You've got to play stadium friendly music. And if you grow up as people, that's going to reflect for your music, which is such a personal thing to sit down and write a song as a reflection of yourself. And if you change, the music's going to change. It's almost cruel to look at Parkway Drive and say, "No, no, no, you just produce the music I want to hear, the music I heard when I was 16, and I really liked." They're not robots, and also, you've got a fucking Spotify playlist. Do you listen to it. You listen to the 15 bands that come out every year that sound like 80% of what Parkway Drive did in 2010, and let these other people grow up and expand and do what they like, because that's what life's about. That's what that that that's what that's the point. So I, I it just seems really short sighted, really selfish and really inconsiderate to who they are as
1: people. I wanted to get some other perspectives, apart from mine and Sam's, on the idea of bands like Branching Out and Changing the Sound. So I put a tweet out on the At Noise podcast Twitter. Feel free to follow us, and you could possibly possibly get involved next time we do this. And I said, um, how do you feel about bands changing musical direction slash moving to a more mainstream sound? Has the industry forced this? Or do bands just get bored? Now, what I meant by has the industry forced this uh, is act, is the idea of because the money is in being more mainstream, does the industry force bands to sound uh, more mainstream? That's what I meant by that. Got a couple of really, really good res- uh, responses that I'm going to read out here. Uh, cracking one from Simon, uh, our mate from Roxins. I always equate anything of this nature, be it our personal musical taste or band changing style. So a quote from Steve-O. Quote, I love chocolate cake, but I couldn't eat it for every meal. It would make me sick. and diversity in, in art is natural and essential. I think that's pretty much bang on the money, mate, to be honest. Like, be, that's literally, exactly that. Like, As much as I love metalcore, if metalcore was my job, and I, oh, karma's, one, karma's like my favourite Parkway Drive song, but imagine if karma was my job, and like playing karma every single night. And then recording songs that still sound like karma 10 years after writing it. It'd probably really annoy me. Another really good response here from our mate Jasmine from the Noise Cartel. Uh, I think most of the time musicians should only ever make music for themselves and do what makes them happy. And if that means exploring different avenues after a few years of doing the same thing, then that's great. You wouldn't expect someone in any other field of work to stay in the same job or area if they were bored or it was affecting their mental health, any other job. It's normal that you and your interests are number one and you're praised for taking new directions if it's more beneficial to you. Music should be exactly the same. Again, nail head from Jasmine. I literally could not have put it better myself. I I literally could not have put it better myself. Last last of
0: go on sorry no go on
1: if you if me or you were were really like bored of being of being an english teacher no one would begrudge us if we decided to chase a a more affluent career or a more a career that we would find more interesting no one's gonna point a finger at us and be like oh you sell out you don't want to be a teacher anymore you're gonna do what you think's best for you you weirdo like literally no one's having that conversation with us. So I think, I think Jasmine, I literally could not have put it better myself there. And then just, um, Another really uh, response I thought was really cool from uh, Red Underscore sixteen ten. He said, "I don't mind, but rock slash metal fans act like if the sound it doesn't sound like what they like, it sucks." Or the band quote sold out. For example, if Avenged made Seventh Trumpet over and over, would we still even know them? Would they still be as popular now? Sometimes change has to happen. So that's just three uh, really cool responses there. But, but, but not I haven't picked those because it's like see, me and Sam are right. I just wanted to like, look an outside perspective but the the, the 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 basic construct is somewhere and we've said this a lot bands have to progress their sound if they want to progress the money that they make or challenge themselves. And I think that's what Parkway... Well, I think that is what Parkway Drive have done over the last six years since Aya came out. Yeah, six years. Yep, they've had six, seven years since Aya came out. And just to kind of rubber stamp that and and prove that, there's literally physical proof that the musical direction that Parkway Drive took since Aya was the best for their career. They headline festivals now, and they're knocking on the door of headlining major UK and US festivals, they weren't doing that before Reverence, and they certainly weren't doing it before Aya. And if you look at a chart of Parkway Drive's album sales, not that they're the best metric to go off these days, but still... They have increased for the UK on every single record, as well as other countries as well. They get 1.6 million monthly spot monthly listens on Spotify. Their tours sell incredibly well. You cannot get a standing ticket for Parkway Drives UK arena at all next month. It cannot be done. I've looked everywhere. Me and you stupidly left it too late. I don't know why we did that. I massively regret it now. But every single metric you can go off, Parkway's progression into a metal band was from a metalcore band into a metal band was unquestionably the right one so as we enter the discussion of darker still sam after you listened to reverence i said i loved it i reviewed it uh, for noise i believe actually i reviewed it um and i i said i loved it you said you liked it and then we saw it live together and we both even me saying i loved it we both felt a lot more appreciation for the record rever a lot of reverence really just need to be seen as opposed to heard as it stands how do you feel about darker still
0: i prefer it to prefer it to reverence i think it's a better album i think it's um i think it's the best album of the post of the oi! movement this if we fit into eras um then, yeah, so the trio
1: of IO Reverence and Darker Still, you, you'd you put Darker Still at number one.
0: Yep, I would. Yeah, I think I think they've um, I think they've polished, I think they've polished the edges that they started sanding off on the first two records, and I think they've they've reached a, a more um, efficient and professional sound, and they've really perfected the type of music that they've been trying to produce for two and a half albums. I really think it's come to fruition on um, on Darker Still.
1: I am massively torn between Iya and Darker Still, I don't want to be the subject of you know I'm very I'm very bad at getting done for recency bias, so I won't say just yet whether I prefer Darker Still to Iya because I'm I'm very torn between the two. What I will say, I think Darker Still is a great record, Sam, and it's going to do really really good things. for Parkway Drive, this is. I'm, not, I'm again. I'm hastening to say whether this is going to be the record that moves Parkway into the top echelon of metal that can headline Download and you know insert um, mainstream headline rock metal festival. But at the very least, I think it's going to push them incredibly close. I, I love what this record does for Parkway Drive, Sam. I love this record. Yes,
0: yes, I agree. All right, so let me let me take the the hyperbolic mantle this time. Just if we take a look at Aya, which is, I agree, better than Reverence, but I think Darker stills is a little bit better. Let's look at the type of music that we're, doing, that we're starting to branch out in. So, like, you remember a Deathless song, the concluding song on Aya, which is yep. a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant song. Love that song. Big chorus, acoustic open, harmonies to finish. That first where they're like, you know, the first song where you really thought, oh, my God, these are moving into a different direction. This is... Um, this is really changing. Compare that to um the title track on this. Doesn't the title track on this, and we'll talk about it more specifically down the road. The title track on this album feels like the best version of songs like a deathless song.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the
0: 100%. Right. So Yeah, yeah. Darker
1: City better than Deathless Song, yeah.
0: But they but the point that I'm making, I'm not just cherry-picking, those two occupy the same role on the album, don't they? Yeah. In the sense that they're the they're, they're not the ballad songs, but they're the softer songs that have this big grandiose feel to them. Let's 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 go let's go f- let's go further down the road. Um songs like Ground Zero, uh, The Greatest Fear and Soul Bleach probably in my view occupy the destroyer voice grip and crushed with Soul Bleach being crushed the heavier tune in comparison. They occupy yeah. those same roles on Aya, and, and th- yeah. those are the, the those are the comparisons for me. I, I think it's
1: advantage darker still. I really like destroyer and Voice script, mate, and crushed. It's tough. It's really it's, difficult. It's, it is but, subjective.
0: Uh, that's that's that's, that's yeah, where I feel difficult. about it. I
1: can't. I can't. I, I can't decide it. yet, mate. I need to. I I, I. I. Like I say, I get done by recency bias all the time. I was talking about how my am from the path review. I. D- I don't want to say. I, I want to give it a couple of weeks, but at the very least, if you're a Parkway Drive huge fan listening to this, I love Aya and it's incredibly close between darker still and I I'd need to listen to each album a couple more times to really decide. But you know what, Sam? Let's just, let's just start here. Um, if we open with Ground Zero, God on, Parkway Drive know how to open an album, don't they?
0: Yeah, they've. They um,
1: really they've, know how to open an album, man.
0: They've kind of perfected this style of metal song. Um, the Iron Maiden style harmonic guitar to begin with, the sort of big brush melodies the four to the floor um chorus brilliant guitar melody great great section great section um great main sort of refrain for the chorus this massive breakdown it feels like pray similar in that type of song in that type of style song where they've they have focused entirely on a a simple effective hook four-to-the-floor track really immediately affecting and, and 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 sort of with with real gravity to it. You're right. Um, in terms of openers, in terms of this style of modern metal, this type of modern metal song, you're hard pushed to find a better
1: version of it than on Parkways. 100%. I imagine this is an opener live, Sam, that kind of spoken word intro from Winston that builds to Jeff Lynne coming in with this classic, stunning Jeff riff. Lights are going to come on as the main riff hits. It's going to be special live. That is, that is going to be a sight as they open with Ground Zero. Um, and the massive sing along that's that's destined to come with the chorus. This is an excellent modern metal song. This is it, it, it Winston sounds excellent, amazing as well. And anyone that was worried this, re- this record wouldn't go hard, I think your fears get put to rest early because there's a massive breakdown behind Winston's screams in, in the final third. And... I really love the boldness of Parkway to pick the three singles that they did. (laughs) Because, Sam, if we live in a world where Ground Zero is the opening single, is the first single they released from this album, no one is talking on Twitter about the fact they're worried about Darker Still. No one's talking about the fact that our Parkway Parkway have gone this way, our Parkway just a spoken word band with the odd riff now. If if they choose dark, if they choose Ground Zero, no one's sending those tweets, man. Because Ground Zero is like a, a classic, brilliant, like thumping Parkway Drive song. I love that they are open with it. I love it even more that they didn't choose for it to be a single. Um, I completely agree right napalm follows very much in the steps of ground zero it's got this massive hearty rhythm jeff ling i'm sure we're gonna hit that name is gonna we could probably put a counter on how many times jeff ling's gonna come up in this in this review but he drops his incredible clean lines over the top of this hearty rhythm there's a massive pounding chorus. i think it's the first taste of a jeff ling solo as well and of course he doesn't disappoint his technical ability is pretty astonishing So we don't just hit Jeff Ling uh, bingo, Sam. Let's just speak quickly now about the importance of Jeff Ling to this album because he, you mentioned before that he's got the best job in metal, and I I actually agree. He's On this album, he's an unbelievable driving force, just like on every Parkway album, but because of the leap that Parkway have taken into becoming like the modern metal band, Jeff has never been more important because it can't just be Fury and Flames here. It has to be like a real technical prowess and Lord knows Jeff Living is the ideal candidate to bring that to the table. You need you need you need balance
0: and what 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 Jeff what Jeff brings is a metallic guitar-led touch that takes them away from people being able to say, Oh, Parkway driver just like five finger death punch now, because it's just four to the floor riffs and big choruses. Um, what Jeff does is offers like a Classic guitar, um, almost like a throwback, because some of the licks he puts in here are like Iron Maiden, like old school Metallica, like that level of like melody that you can sing aloud to. But when it's combined with the the heaviness and the brash and the 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 the, the, the ballsiness, really, just call it what it is of Parkway, the sinew and muscle that that's in this in this album. What um, Jeff does as an accompaniment is he softens some of the softens some of the edges he sort of gives them a different edge he gives them a different element and it also allows parkway drive to have um both kind of textures happening at once where you've got the heavy breakdowns but also he comes in with his melodies over the top and i said to you when we were listening to the first time which was a joy to do together um the the best thing in metal for me is heavy breakdown, high pitched guitar melody, those working yeah, yeah. together as the as the rhythm guitar ends, the melody continues, and you get that gap for each of them. No one does it better than Parkway Drive in modern metal. No one, it's not even close. And they need those two things. That's why you need choruses ver- to follow verses. That's why you need breakdowns to follow choruses. You need we, we talk about this all the time, but music, when best written, is what is given and then what is taken away and then given to you back. So chorus. Good riff, back to the chorus. Because otherwise, if you're three minutes of the same figurine, you'd you, you throw it away. You wouldn't be interested. And without Jeff, you might disagree because you've are you always been more sort of riff and heaviness-centered than I have. I, I, I do much prefer this element to it. I think if you took this away, there's a chance this could be boring. I really, I really do. No, I, a agree. That, I agree. There's a chance it could be monotone. Do you know what I mean? Just imagine without the lead guitar if there were just riffs. It's It doesn't have the same impact, like, whatsoever. He is so necessary to this band now, and like you say, even more so.
1: There's a point that I'm going to go into at length once we get to Imperial Heretic about what you just said about the fact of without Jeff, the album, and, and Parkway Drive as a band would actually cater on maybe being uh slightly monotonous there's something i'd like to discuss with you around that ideal uh before we get there just a quick one on glitch i don't want to speak to me glitch for too long actually it's it was the opening single if you're a parkway drive fan you've already heard it's let's not stick on glitch for long what i am curious sam is i felt uh, i like glitch i think it's a seven out of ten song right but when I, when I heard it was the as the leading single for the album, I was slightly concerned because I, I thought, well, I only think this is like a 7 out of 10. And if this is the song they've got the most faith in, I only think it's a 7. That could be quite damning for the rest of the album. Just quickly, Sam, I feel like Glitch seems much better within the context of the album. Uh, do we agree there?
0: We do. We do agree there. Um, it's also maybe we need to start because I, I would agree with you maybe that stereotype is is outdated now where the first mm. single is the bat is the one that the bands feel the most faith in that used to be the case when album sales and, and things were really sort of domineering in the industry maybe now with the, the world of the spotify playlist and how easy accessible everything is the first single is the appetizer
1: yeah and, that's a good and, point and, i like that and yeah. we, sort,
0: we sort of grow towards the rest of the record and almost glitch is like the safe option isn't it it's like starting with french fries or nachos you know what you're getting and it's yeah. like you can have this little bit it feels like the last album so it's like a nice little trailer nice little transition and we'll keep um we'll keep the powder dry on the other big ones for later on and, and maybe that's what the band were doing because i would agree with you listen to this album i can't imagine a circumstance where they sat around and decided that glitch was the best song on the album there's no way the there's but it's very possible that they decided this is the most generic Parkway so- uh, drive song we have. This is the most classically Parkway. Let's stick that out first and just settle the tribe a little bit. Just be like, it's all right. We still got riffs. It's all right. It's all good. And then we'll get to the other bits later. Maybe that was a conversation that they had.
1: I think I think there's a very good chance that was the conversation as well, because there's, an, there's a huge, huge breakdown on Glitch that is definitely going to be Pyro City live there's going to be, like, fire shoots from every corner of the arena once that breakdown hits live. So, And that's become kind of like a staple of Parkway's set after, obviously, the recording of Crushed on IAPS. Oh, yeah. So I think there's actually something really to what you've just said there. There's a great chance that maybe me and you are, are, are like, with, with that concept of, this is the single I believe the most since someone's released, it now is outdated, it's more a concept of, this is the most fitting to Appetize. And I think Glitch actually fits that role uh, quite well. Greatest Fear, let's do pretty much a similar thing with Greatest Fear again, another single. But different to Glitch, Sam, I think the Greatest Fear is literally everything that Parkway Drive a great at in a five and a half minute spell ominous opening, beautiful, clean guitar intro, drops into that kind of head-banging lead verse riff, which is Parkway Drive are just synonymous with perfect Parkway. I don't understand how any fan of metal couldn't love the chorus. It's arguably the most infectious song that Parkway have written since Wild Eyes, and I think that I, the the middle light build up of In Death, where you will sing the hymns of Nevermore before the concluding breakdown, is just brilliant. And um, again, we'll just kind of gloss over the greatest fear, but I, I think it's like the ideal, perfect Parkway song in terms of what they are in 2022. I can't I can't agree with that anymore. I think it is it is the
0: perfect cocktail, the perfect blend of what they're very very good at. the The groove is terrific here. The it's mm. it's 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 reminiscent of really the very best of metal. Um, it's got. It's got that terrific heart, per- heart pounding sort of beat that just sort of rattles through, and um, really consistently. And it's got that terrific lead. It feels like a hammer stroke song here. Um, the solo is just incredible. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Um, it feels like that section where it goes back to the lead. Feels like it's something that extends live chorus vocals, massive chord progressions mm. into a breakdown. Really love, really love like the Nevermore sort of uh, mosh call, very Edgar Allan Poe um which i really really enjoyed the the riff at the end is great it's a, what it is really it was the first first song felt, i was noticing how well and concisely it's all structured um this this feels like um very professional mm. in the way that the band have put this song together um like they're sort of master craftsmen there's no there's not an ounce of fat on this record and there's not an ounce of fat on this song everything does exactly what it needs to it doesn't overstate its welcome but it also um is is the perfect length of what it needs to be Everything just moves in these neatly chunked, neatly um concisely packed sections. And it really is like, like just seeing a great team at work when everything just seems to be fitting together. Um they've they've got to a point where um they're able to easily write songs like this. Um I was I was reading a little bit earlier. this this is clip about Bustain talking um in, in the early 90s about songwriting in general, and he says it's much harder to write. A heavy and and melodic song at the same time, rather than mm. just writing a heavy song and just writing a melodic song. It's also even more difficult to write something that's heavy melodic and authentically your own, rather than nicking off something else. And I feel that Parkway do that a little bit. This is this. It's difficult to to destroy both heavy and melodic. I remember when we talked about the last two Architects records. And we talked about how the the chorus size has expanded. But for the most part, the heaviness hasn't been diluted. And you can say about Parker, all right, he's not doing as many sort of deathcore screams and things like that. But in terms of what purely heavy means, I don't think that's necessarily being cast at the wayside for the for the benefit of these big choruses. I do think it's they've chosen to be more anthemic than they have sort of fast-paced and stuff like that. But there's an element of, of, of heaviness and groove, and there's a really infectious quality to it that, that for me... It doesn't feel like a loss. It doesn't feel like a trade-off.
1: As we move to Darker Still, a title track, also a single, but I'm not going to gloss over this one. Like no, a please, no, no, please do Like I <laughs> with Gratis Fear and Glitch. I can't tell you how much I love that Parkway had the guts to release this as a single. It's probably the boldest move of their career, but... I'd also like to add that I don't think it's the boldest move of their career by much because you referenced it earlier. The closing song on Aya, a Deathless song, wasn't quite a ballad to this extent, but it wasn't far off. They even re-recorded that song with a vocalist of Bloody Tonight Alive, with, yeah, you, yeah. which is like a borderline pop punk-like pop rock band for, also from Australia. So Shit. when I saw when I saw they release this as a single, and I saw some people on Twitter and Facebook and stuff kicking off, and saying things like "Oh, the Parkway have changed so much." Oh, you know, I can't believe they've done this. I couldn't help but think: Do you actually listen to Parkway Drive? Because if you if you properly listen to Parkway Drive, there's no there's no way you'd be anywhere near the same amount of shocked as you currently are, Ow. because because you you would have heard a Deathless song. And this darker still, okay, is the boldest thing you've ever done. But it wouldn't be a massive surprise. The, the, how could you not have seen this coming? Like, then that's why I think that the people that criticise Parkway Drive don't even really listen to them and just, believe it or not, some people got angry, angry on the internet out of nothing. But like, I just mentioned that think you, you must not listen to them because you would definitely have known this was coming a deathless song is just basically 70% of this just slightly tuned down a little bit more but instead of talking about the people who criticize let's just talk about it Sam because I, I just think this is brilliant man 6 minutes and there's just there's something about this song I just I can't help but think Sam that about the moment It's going to be like a pitch black stage. They're they're probably going to play this last before the encore. And when Jeff's main riff comes in that reflects the motif of the whistling, are you telling me that thousands of people aren't going to sing this riff back at them? I think this is going to be like the new wild eyes in terms of fan participation. You know, the second Jeff stands there, the spotlight goes on him and he starts playing the riff. People start singing it across the crowd. I can't I, I just I can't help but imagine this is gonna be the new wild eyes in terms of fan participation. It's melodic, it's intelligent but simple, astonishingly catchy. Oh Sam, I think this song is superb, man. It's brilliant. This so good. It's the best song of the album, I think. Um I think that it's it's it's
0: perfect. I spent four and a half minutes of this waiting for Jeff to recreate this on guitar, knowing it was gonna happen. And just was like just ec- ecstatic the moment I heard this the first time that <laughs> yeah, it sort of yeah. comes back in. Um that they finally they did the thing that they wanted them to do, all, all all song and stuff. Um, but let's talk let's talk about it in sort of like a more macro sense. Like the fact that they were able to rotate um from the initial whistled melody at the start to change the melody and then put chords behind it. That progression's
1: really smart. Yeah, that that, um, that reflects that reflects the whistling. Like it's the same. The whistle is the same as the riff.
0: But what? yeah, but but even 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 just the whistling on its own, there's two sets of whistling. So there's the initial melody, and then it kicks into the second one, and then the chords sort of slowly change underneath. Even even that alone is 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 superb. And then that's before you actually get to the rest of the song. Um, the the, the 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 little lead and the pre the little lead sort of leads and the little melodies and the pre-choruses and the and and and, and the 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 depth so there's a little transition outside of the first verse that's just beautiful that little chorus, uh, that little uh, guitar solo uh, just feels like the band is growing up and uh, the guitar melody kicking back in at the end is just a beautifully transcendent moment and just just excellent excellent the chorus is huge it's perfectly perfectly um perfectly put together the orchestra and the Excuse me. <laughs> uh, the orchestra and the the band coming together in this way and having all these elements of real depth. Yeah, this is new territory for the band. But you're right, the ball hasn't been pushed out pushed out miles. It's been probably been pushed out feet, um, even inches, to be honest. It's just a a superb, superb song by a band that really feel like they're coming into their own and into their prime as songwriters and how ambitious they are. So
1: furious we haven't got tickets to see him. I'm so annoyed. So it's gonna bother because I they would have they would have played this, they would have played ground zero. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, before I melt down, I think it, it's a brilliant piece of music. I love that they had the guts to release this single. And I think if we just remove the music of Parkway from the occasion, from the equation for for a moment. One of the things I love most about Parkway is I genuinely believe, even if someone from Epitaph Records walked up to them and said, this record's going to bomb, by the way. Like, this record's not going to do well. I still believe Parkway would release this because it's what they believe in and what they want to do. And I've watched a few interviews with Winston now where it's been kind of, anecdotally referenced that some fans are, caught, are, are annoyed that they're not playing blast beats and breakdowns every two minutes in a song anymore and Winston, he doesn't say, I don't care about those guys though, he doesn't say that but he's, he makes it very much clear that do you know what, this is what we believe in so if you decide to turn your back on us, okay fine, that is your prerogative but we don't, we're don't. we going to carry on doing the thing that we do because we believe in it and Darkestead is the perfect, perfect example of that because it's the boldest thing they've done they probably knew in their heads it was going to get the attention of the people that don't really listen to Parkway, but just like to moan. And that's exactly what's happened. But like I say, the people who do listen to Parkway properly would have known this was eventually coming, but could not have known that it would be done as well as it's done because this is like three times better than a Deathless song. And Deathless song is a really good song, but this is, this is just like another level I somehow I, I actually think that my favourite song on the album is actually "Imperial Heretic." Um, and there's a few reasons for that. And you mentioned earlier about Jeff being like the kind of the, the, the necessary mainstay. And I mentioned that there was something I wanted to discuss there. And I'm going to bring that in here. First of all, if I told you a song on the album opens with woos, you'd rightfully be nervous, wouldn't you? Cause I, cause the second I started wowing, I was like, Oh lads, do you have to, but then Within five seconds, I was like, Oh, they're going to do this in a parkway way where it's not actually cheesy at all. In fact, the wow was are proper like adrenaline fueling because they used to like behind, well, in, like, behind Jeff's guitar lines to make the wow seem as anthemic as a chorus, just a, a fantastic, fantastic opening to a track. But in speaking about the thing I want to mention about Jeff, the rhythm section of Parkway Drive really earn their weight in gold throughout the record, but specifically in this track for me. Ben the drummer, Luke the rhythm guitarist, and the bassist name, joya That's his name, joya Joya, lay down these kind of crushing beats that make Jeffrey Winston's entrances really sound like they mean something. And I'm going to make a pro wrestling analogy here, Sam, because of course I am. In pro wrestling, the, the mid-card wrestlers are actually sometimes the most important because they're talented enough to make the main event wrestlers look great when they wrestle them, which means that everyone earns more money because people will buy tickets to see the main event guys because the people in the mid-card keep making them look great. So people want to see the guys in the main event, and then everyone makes more money because more fans are buying tickets. And I feel like there's a kind of symbiotic nature here between the quality of the rhythm section, but the rhythm section understand that Winston and Jeff need to take the limelight and blow everyone away. And that's what happens on Imperial Heretic because the rhythm section is fantastic on this song, just this like soul crushing, relentless beat, but you could almost forget about them because really it's Jeff's lines and the breakdown from Winston that takes all the the massive pomp and circumstance. But like the rhythm section of Parkway, they're fantastic musicians that know their role in the band and they know what they're there to do. They're there to add extra circumstance to Jeff and Winston. And I think there's something to be said for the fact that Parkway Drive have had one member change in 18 years, and that was when Joya came in in 2006. Do you know what I mean? There's every reason, Sam every single reason why Luke the rhythm guitarist he's so good he could easily stand up and be like lads come on man will you just put a bit more extra focus on me not once does he do it he knows that Jeff and Winston need to take the main limelight and they are there to add the extra supporting blocks and Imperial Heretic is absolutely amazing amazing I love this song so much. From the... Well, I was the enter answer, but they're almost like um, as anthemic as a chorus. From the huge breakdown to Jeff's incredible um, lead guitar picks to Winston's crushing vocals. So technical, so much fun. I think it's a beautiful song. And I think it highlights everything that's great about Parkway in the sense of, I don't feel like there's an ego within the band. Everyone knows what they're there to do. They're there to make Winston and Jeff look great. I, I adore... Imperial Heretic. Man, I went off on one then, Sam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love the song. Uh, what do you think about Imperial Heretic, man?
0: It's a brilliant, brilliant song. The the cyclical melody to open is just superb. I think you make a great point about how the band sort of prop up um, at their foundation, those um, those star members. Um you can make a you can make a million analogies to this. For every Jordan, there's a Scotty Pippen, and for every Paul Sculls, yeah. there's a Roy there's a Roy Keane. For every Couture, South for PLO, and that that type of stuff. You need someone to do the dirty work a little bit, so the star can sort of shine. And the stars are absolutely Winston and Jeff. Um, I love I, the This is one of those songs where it's like, oh, this is very clearly been written to perform live. Oh, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very, very clearly. Um, when you combine the, the vocal touch of Vultuos, you can get the crowd involved to the fact that this is a quintessential head-banging number um, that allows the band to really push this intensity and this energy. Um, the dueling harmony and the melodies, the man refrain, this is just fantastic. Just really, really, really gorgeous. Um, it just, it's just a fantastic song. It does feel like if you put Iron Maiden in 2022 and they've had three albums... In the late 2010s, like what would they sound like? That sound like this. That this is the sort of direction that they would take in the modern world, um, because just this is this is what makes the most sense for that type of music. This is um, as accessible a great metal song um, as, as it's likely to be in 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 the, in the modern day. To be honest, um, because I I feel that like you could you could you could chuck this on for a wide variety of people, and I don't really feel that it would be. Um, a tough, a tough song to swallow. A tough album to swallow, and this is this is part of that. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a brilliant song. It's a brilliant, brilliant song. And I also feel that as we as we move towards the rest of the record, Chris, um, obviously God, if God can bleed sort of like a a sort of transitional tune and so Stranger, yeah. but the the the, yeah. the three final songs, Soul Bleach, Land of the Lost, and From Heart of Darkness. As much as as much as Winston can say, well, this is what we want to do. I think if if you're an old-school Parkway fan, which we're both, aren't we? we? We like the old and the new. But um, I would be reassured in the last three songs of this that I actually still get some classic Parkway elements, at least yeah. as, mod- as modern as I'm going to get them in 2022. Um, because the three minutes of Soul Bleach... <laughs> the heaviest song on the album, yeah? Man. Yeah, the three minutes you get from Soul Bleach is is fantastic there's like a slipknot type rhythm in the verse there's that opening mosh call there's the the, the final breakdown at the end of that groove it's just gonna it's just gonna go off live if i play any of this live and then i'm, I'm not I'm gonna sort of switch over the last two songs in sort of like massive pace because i'll hand back to you in just a moment but if you listen to the land of the lost which is like this lumbering, really heavy Really thick breakdown. Winston coming back on the end of this tune, and then he listens to Heart of Dark from the Heart of Darkness, which um, makes you makes you feel that really Winston's vocals how much they've grown, and he also gives you some some growls and and some real some heavy moments as well in those last couple of songs. Um, I think this is as, as catered to as I could expect to be from a band in their seventh album. In a metal landscape that really is not revisiting metalcore acts anyway, and that type of stuff. So, even looking it through that kaleidoscope, what I get from those last three songs is as heavy as modern Parkway are prepared to be, and as heavy as they absolutely need to be for where their career is right now. I, I get what I, I get what I need from this Parkway Drive album, even if I've just come for riffs. I get what yeah. I need from yeah, this I'm album. That, yeah. And I also get what I need just about if I'm here for like screams, because there's enough of that as well. And the choruses are big, but I also get all this other stuff as well. I also get all the melody and all the intricacy and all the depth and all the intertextuality and the fact that they're growing a songwriter, and it feels like a really cool album. Um, I, I think this is as good a fan service for a progressional album for a band that is ever going to be. This doesn't feel like they've just come out and said to me. This is who we are now, like it or deal with it. Like Bring Me did with That's The Spirit. They very clearly don't give a fuck what anyone thought about that album at all. They even wrote a song taking the piss out of people about them being in, being in metal bands the whole thing. Oh, that album. was on Ammo, that
1: was. Heavy metal, oh, that was on Ammo, that was. But no, but no, no. apologies. The, the, no, no, but the, the same sentiment that trans- was used for That's The yeah. Spirit. The same sentiment yeah, was used because Oli kept, kept saying, I don't care if you don't like it. So I just so it, what, that, that song was on Ammo, but You're absolutely
0: yeah. right. But at least, all right, if you even put those two albums together over that two or three years, that transition, they were actively writing songs to, to wind up a fan base that they were once part of. Um, Parkway Drive here have transitioned, but also have maintained lots of elements that made them Parkway Drive in 2010, as well as adding new elements that make them Parkway Drive in 2022. It's, it's a much more efficient beast. They're a better band now. They're a more expansive band now. And we need this. I mean, just to, just to tie a bow on this album from, from sort of my perspective, and we'll come back to it, because I have a question for you uh, mm-hmm. as, as well, sort of twist it round at the end of this. Um, you, Um I'm of the opinion you can't be a metal fan that complains about the consistency of download festival headliners, and also bitch when bands like Parkway Drive attempt to become one of those bands that can headline. Absolutely. Bar- the house ha- pa- festivals. Absolutely. because. You go and find 100,000 people that will go into a field for Cannibal Corpse. Good luck. Good luck. Because yeah. um, Cannibal Corpse have been looking for that for 30 years. <laughs> I haven't found it either. So, and, and I, know, I know I love Cannibal Corpse, but you go out and do that. You, you, you do that. You let me know how that goes. Um, so if you want different bands to break up the monotony of Iron Maiden, Metallica, Slipknot, made a Metallica, Slipknot, deaf leopard, Kiss, those kind of bands, you know what you need? You need modern bands to sort of take that mantle and start to write songs that are going to appear on a wider basis for those festivals. And you know what you kind of need to do that? You need to write songs that play well at festivals. Songs like Iron Maiden, Metallica and Slipknot have written. Um, because if Slipknot produced five albums that sounded like their opening record or Iowa, they'd be still playing in fucking basements in Minnesota. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be playing at the headlining Download Festival. You know what got them to headline Download Festival? Duality, Before I Forget psychosocial dead memories it's it, it's ridiculous metallica weren't ever gonna headline a festival if they just produced albums that say like and justice for all for 25 years blackened as much as i love it isn't getting 80 000 people in a field it just isn't it, that's why every time it comes on a nightclub only me and chris are the fucking people singing along to it. everyone else has gone out for a fag <laughs> um it's just the way that the world works i'm really sorry that's why harry Styles sells out arenas and fucking Pantera and, and Pantera never got anywhere near it. That that is the way the world works. So, if you want Pantera to ascend, then you've got to accept it. You've got to accept a few sacrifices that come with that, or you've got to find a hundred thousand people in every single country that are willing to go to a festival and watch this band. You 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 try and find them because that they don't exist. It just doesn't happen. So, my question to you is. Yeah. In five or ten years, could this be a sepaternal kind of album for Parkway Drive? Does it do enough for that? I came away thinking, I think it's about 90% of what sepaternal is for Bring Me the Horizon, for their career, for their transition. I don't think there's a single that can do what Shadow Moses did for bringing. No, right. no, there's not. The no, no, there's Parkway not. It Drive that no. could literally be played on Radio One at four o'clock in the afternoon, and also at nightclubs in two in the morning. And um, there's not and a sleepwalking
1: gonna... either. There's not a sleepwalking either.
0: There is the singles. The singles aren't strong enough. But given that this is part of a three album transition, can um, can darker still be the final touch on a headline download push? parkway drive is this oh. the final key for them in I in download we know bloodstock in 2024 could be parkway drive oh so yeah da- but by, by by download 2025 which is two festivals and a bit festivals from here could parkway drive headline by midway through this decade based on this album
1: only if coppin is willing to take a chance i i I'll tell you right now mate bring me it bring me is is a, that is a, is a for download. Copping's not taking a chance if he books bring me. Whether whether the download faithful uh in the comments or not I'm telling you no mate. Uh, at least 40,000 people turn up to see bring me at download guaranteed. For Parkway Drive the only way they headline is if Copping takes a chance and so and it would, and it would be considered a risky it goes. move
0: it would be considered a risky move
1: yeah yeah because because um at parkway drive playing arenas is in the uk but me and you could get a seating ticket in the next 5 seconds they don't sell out they sell out the standing the standing goes right which is let if if we just take the expected demographic of who stands at a, at a gig it's people between the ages of you know, like 16 to 35 40 I'm not going to be standing... I don't want to be standing at a gig when I'm in my 50s, but lots of 50-year-old people go to download, Sam. Right? So the the issue is, yes, Parkway Drive sell at arenas for standing, and yes, they'd probably get 20,000 people, 25,000 people turn up to the Parkway Drive headline festival set. I'm not sure how great 25,000 people looks at downloads main stage, though. Uh, I I think we need... I think it, it might look light... If twenty if twenty thousand people turn up, it's difficult to say. I think that, and again, obviously, then, then we're thinking about the fact of Parkway would obviously be competing with whoever headlines a second stage. And if Rob Zombie headlines headlines the second stage, then what's going to happen? The people who I'm not going to overly criticise, but the people who I don't want to have a conversation with are going to go, "Oh, let's go see Rob Zombie." Uh, yeah, forget Parkway Drive. Let's go and see Rob Zombie. I mean, please, um, but <laughs> but. So I think it could happen, but Pop- but Copping would have to take a chance. I think that for me to be confident, it would definitely work. Is one more Parkway record, I mean, in one it- more one more to this level. I think Parkway could be this could be a solid shoeing for download at the moment. Copping still needs to take a chance, and I sincerely hope that he does. But. That's easy for me to say when I'm not the festival booker that needs 40,000 people to turn up to the main stage. Otherwise, it's like, man, did you see how quiet the main stage was for the headline act? Like, it seems to happen every time Biffy Clyro headline. Every time Biffy Clyro headline, there seems to be some kind of verbiage. Man, the, the main stage is empty, was empty, wasn't it, for Biffy Clyro? You can't really have that. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, that hurts me because I love Biffy Clyro. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I think that I'd love it, but it would, st- it would copy, we need to take a chance in one more record of this quality, then there'll be a solid shoeing. Uh, but the, uh, until Parkway Drive sell out arenas, including seating, I- I'm not sure it would be a, a shoeing. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Uh, I think they need uh, one more signature single and one more signature show. It, yeah. it, like, if they can do a tour where they culminate in a big show, like a one-off 30,000, 20,000, 15,000, whatever it might be, a not download level sort of festival, but if they can play like, I don't know, could they do like the equivalent to the NIA, but with like a couple of really good headliners in like a year and do, and do like what Slayer did when they brought out Lamb of God? Mm. Could they do a version of that? You know what I mean? And it's like yeah, Parkway, yeah. Parkway Drive with Killswitch and Trivium. Yeah, I think Parkway it, could. I think
1: Parkway could headline Wembley Arena,
0: and then yeah, and and they they do that and it it sells out and it's a really good night. And then on top of that, they have. I, I I agree with you. Um, one of the reasons that started to separate this band when they were a metalcore band is songs like Wild Eyes and Karma. Um, because they became transcendent songs within the genre. They're in a different room now. They're in a different world. They need a transcendent heavy metal song. Yeah, yeah. Um. They they need their Shadow Moses. They need their Enter Sandman. They need something like that 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 gets um the people who want to listen to Rob Zombie play a fifteen minute bass solo while scenes from Saw play in the background. Um, the people that want to go and see that will at least know it and at least be able to go along. The thing the things that that sold that 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 sell it is like when me and you went to download in June. Our friend who will never listen to Iron Maiden unless I absolutely force him enjoyed seeing Iron Maiden because Iron Maiden are a great live band. Because yeah. even if you don't know them, they've got like three or four songs that are just transcendent. You know what you to do on Run to the Hills. You just do, everyone does. Hallow Be Thy Name, Fear of the Dark. They've got they've got like eight of those, that's why they're massive. Um and Parkway Parkway need theirs for for what that is. I don't think this album has that single. I think it has everything else. If you yeah. could take out if you could take out Glitch and replace it with, here is the best Parkway Drive modern metal song of the last five years, and it's heavy and it's catchy and it's got this massive chorus and it grows in popularity then yeah, 2024, 2025, watch the fuck out, because Parkway Drive will be headlining one of those big festivals. And obviously for the people who are listening to this international stages, that's fine. But they might turn around and say, well, Sam and Chris, they've already headlined Wacken. And that, that's that's fair.
1: Yeah, but... yeah and Wacken, Wacken is like down loud in Germany, to be fair. Yeah, so, so yeah.
0: They, are, they aren't they are far away. And that is an absolutely fair thing to say. But we're we're Western boys, and really the biggest shifters in... The careers of bands outside of Europe and, and sort of Australia and places like that, and they might headline sort of big festivals in Australia. I would assume that they definitely do the metal equivalents. Um, but what really shifts the gears for tours is the UK and the US. It has always done. It has always done that. Um, and if they're able to get big stadium shows in in the United States of America, or they're able to be like like Avenged Sevenfold in two thousand seventeen, came out with Metallica. Could they do that where they're the lead support, but they get an hour for like Iron Maiden or Metallica or Slipknot and that helps build their audience. Could they do that type of thing? I think that that's, that, that door is, that door is wide open for this band. I just think they need, like you say, I think they do maybe do need one more album and that album has to contain one more great song. And the next 18 months has to have like a defining kind of show social Mm. media campaign big because I released released a live album from Vakan last year and that was cool. Um, I just I, I think they need I need they need something else. Like when architects did the Albert Hall thing, it felt special. It felt like they were moving towards something. Um that's 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 where they need to be. But Parkway Driver are closer than any band outside of Bring Me are probably already there. Um in terms of these big, massive um metal bands that are growing into those final that final level of of alternative music.
1: You said everything that I pretty much wanted to say about Land of Lost and From the Heart of Darkest, but there is just something I want to add about Soul Bleach. Um, mm. It's probably the heaviest song Parkway have written since Crushed from I Am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That three and a half minutes of unrelenting fury, the breakdown, if you don't kill me, you better run, is just like literally head caving. Uh, but what I wanted to say about this, and this for me is, is the biggest signifier of how far Parkway have come. The- this is the heaviest song they've written since Crushed. It's the most predictable song on the album. It's the it's the song that I think is the easy. It's not boring, but it's the easiest that you could become bored by. That's how yeah. far Parkway have come now. Because with twelve they, songs they wrote say like Soul Bleach, we'd have been like, this is rubbish. Ex- yeah, they, because they wrote they wrote sixty different variations of Soul Bleach throughout the without Kidding with a Smile Horizons. The uh, deep blue and Atlas. There's like sixty variations of Soul Bleach on those four records. But yeah. this is what makes dying to believe, such a fantastic band. feeder
0: on ire bottom,
1: yeah. bottom, bottom feeder and dying to believe on ire the, yeah. the
0: moment, the moment, heretic. Um, well, heretic. Imperial comes heretic. On, yeah. Thank you very much. Imperial heretic comes on. They're never playing bottom feeder again because they 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 fit the same role. Yeah,
1: they're, they're, yeah.
0: They're, do you know? Do you know? That's that, they're, they're not doing more of those. I, I could sorry to sorry to have cut you off there, but I, I completely completely agree. The sound of violence, good tune. When are they ever playing the sound of violence again? Nah, becomes, they're not playing the sound of violence again. In in, in the, good song though, but in the annals of heavy parkway drive songs, in two albums' time, Soul Bleach won't be on the set list.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just won't 100 percent, one hundred percent. Wow, Sam, we have gone here. <laughs> we have spoken about parkway drive. To be fair, we did kind of warn that we had things to say. Just in closing, for me. I think this is a fantastic Parkway Drive record. I love this album. This is going to do big things for Parkway Drive. Whether it's big enough for them to be considered like one of the biggest metal bands in the world right now, I'm not sure. I hope. I think that's what they deserve. But I feel feel they might need one more album to get there. This is a fantastic album. There's no reason for any Parkway Drive fan listening to this to be worried about what they're going to hear on September 9th. This album is superb. It's the, you know, I think it's the best case scenario. What you could really want from Parkway considering where they're going. Genius songwriting, Riffs You Can't Help But Sing Along to Crushing Breakdowns, Fantastic Melodies, Parkway Drive are just the best. I adore the I adore the bones of this band. This album is fantastic. It's it's gonna do big things for them. And I just hope that the people that really make the big decision in the, in the music industry oh are yeah, your Andy Coppins take a chance because Parkway deserve it. This album's amazing. It's like I say, it's neck and neck with Aya because I really, really adore Aya in terms of which one's the, the best album of this triumvirate of progression for Parkway. But all that aside, the important thing is fantastic album. One of the best bands in the world the park parkway fans are going to adore this and you know what sam you made a great point earlier if metallica take parkway on a stadium tour metallica fans will love this band
0: yes metallica fans would love
1: this band if metallica do a stadium tour if maiden do a stadium tour and they took parkway parkway would go have a massive with that crowd massive and i think that could be a real difference maker for them I love this band. I love this album. Amazing. Sam, to close.
0: I completely agree. If you think that this is better than I, or at least close to, that means, that means the moment you decide in the next couple of weeks, if you think this album is even just a little bit better than I, that means it's the best Parkway Drive album since Atlas. Yeah. That's what that would, that's what that would mean.
1: In 10 years, yeah.
0: So that is, that is an incredible achievement for this band. Barring them turning into like a, like progressive band that completely changes their direction and goes on seven, eight minute songs, which Parkway are never going to be. This is the best version of the band that they could possibly get. This is concise. It is heavy. It is melodic. It is anthemic. It is pulsing. It is perfectly polished. It's professional. It is efficient. It is concise. It's the archetype of great modern heavy metal. And if you want to listen to everything else you want, you don't fancy, it's not for you. That is okay. If you're walking into this expecting horizons, don't listen to it. But mm. if, you, if you've if you got an open mind and you like Parkway Drive's music and you like the direction that they can go in and you think that you want to just hear a great rock album, a great metal album, this does exactly that. I think this would be very good for Parkway's career moving forward. I respect their boldness, their ambition, their bravery. And I do think that in two or three years, there's an extra spot opened up. Um, Maybe a couple of albums, uh, maybe an album or two down the road where, where Parkway Drive are in that stadium-selling where Avenged Sevenfold are. I, I I don't I don't see any reason why they can't be that banned. This is to help them on that way.
1: Man, there it is. If you are still listening, me and Sam have nearly gone for eighty minutes here. <laughs> good lord talking about one album if you're still listening if you've listened to this episode i cannot tell you how much i appreciate uh, you giving us your attention especially for this amount of time uh darker still is out on september 9th for your epitaph records it's superb and if and you're gonna love it trust me um thank you so much for listening good lord uh, the best way to support me and sam and the noise podcast is by subscribing on YouTube slash liking depending on whichever service you use the next time you will see me and sam hey guess what the big records don't stop coming uh, because me and Sam are going to be talking about the new Behemoth record in the coming week and me and Sam are going to record that show so the big shows don't stop coming Uh, follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast Uh, subscribe on YouTube Uh, like depending on whichever service you are using Uh, thank you so much for listening me and Sam are going to be back in around a bit of weeks discussing the new Behemoth record Um, thank you for your time enjoy Darker Still it's superb, we'll see you soon we love you, bye